Welcome to the Business of Beers podcast. This is the place where we help entrepreneurs expand their business, build their wealth, and generate passive income. I'm your host, Brian Beers, an entrepreneur who's on a mission to inspire growth from everyone around me. Remember that you need to take the action others won't, and you can live the life that others don't. Please be sure to check out my weekly newsletter that now drops every Thursday. It includes one quote, one tweet, one podcast recommendation, plus some business and investing insight from me. It's short and it's sweet. My goal is to provide you with just a couple gold nuggets to help inspire your growth. Go to brianbeers.com to subscribe. Hello, and welcome to the Business with Beers podcast. This episode is part of a weekly series called Franchise Fridays in which every Friday we have an episode dedicated to helping you create freedom by owning a franchise. My family has been in the franchising business for over 45 years. My brother and I took over our family's franchise auto repair business and grew it from six locations to 30, now doing around $36 million a year in sales. And one of the best ways that you can accelerate your growth as a franchisee is to surround yourself with other successful entrepreneurs who are just a couple steps ahead of you. And so for those with W2 jobs who are looking to buy into a franchise, you need a confidential community to ask questions and get support. I just launched a free private community for people wanting to learn more about buying and operating franchises. Go to brianbeers.com slash community to learn more and join. Today, I'm going to do a business model breakdown in which I kind of dive into this concept. I'm going to talk about you know, what I like about it, what I don't like about it, and kind of go over some of the financials. The first one uh, that I'm going to do like this. And today, I'm going to talk about residential house cleaning franchises. And when most people hear about house cleaning franchise or business, they immediately think, well, I don't want to clean houses. You know, that's great because the franchisor does not want you to clean houses either. You know, in every franchise business, there's three distinct roles. There's the technician who is the person who actually performs the service. They clean the house, they fix the car, they cut the hair, they paint the house, you know, et cetera. There's the manager who is the bridge between the customers and the technicians. So they may estimate and sell the jobs. They schedule the technicians and they coordinate all the work. And then there's the owner who is kind of the conductor. You know, they have the vision, they orchestrate the entire thing. They put the right people in the right place. They create the culture and they they run the entire company, right? They deal with the banks, they deal with the insurance, they deal with the landlords and all that components. And when starting out, you know, some owners may choose to perform the manager role for a couple months in order to save payroll to learn the business at a deeper level. You know, other people will hire that, that manager from day one. You know, and some of them will perform technician jobs from time to time, once again, just to learn what it's like so that they can, you know, help find solutions to make the job easier. So, so when I think about, you know, residential cleaning franchise, there are a couple things I like about it. Here they are. Number one, recurring revenue. The majority of your income, 70 to 90% of the revenue is recurring on a biweekly schedule. So this creates a very stable and predictable business. So as long as you have a good retention rate, your business can compound every single year because you're adding you know, recurring revenue clients year over year. And as long as you have a, a low churn rate, Right, you're not going to lose one, and that's how it that's how it grows. There are very few business models that have this strong. I mean, seventy to ninety percent of your business is recurring. You know, there's fitness concepts which obviously do, but those have very 
high costs to get into. There's also home health care, which is similar in a lot of ways to the cleaning business. So anyway, recurring revenue, I think is, is awesome. A family-friendly schedule. So it's a Monday to Friday, eight to five type of business. There's no emergency calls. There's no late nights or weekends, you know, unless of course you choose to add Saturdays and Sundays, right? To, to, to take on more clients. So this gives you flexibility, which kind of we all desire. And for some people, they start the clean business kind of as a, a semi-absentee side hustle, whatever you want to call it, while they still have a full-time job. You know, this this flexible schedule and this you know eight to five kind of mentality kind of could fit in there. So I find that interesting for for a lot of people. It's low cost. You know, anywhere from eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars kind of gets you going, which includes a franchise fee to front load advertising costs, a few months of uh, expenses, whether it's rent or you know whatever your payments and payroll, and then some working capital just just in case. Yeah, and you know these also operate with minimal inventory, so you you don't have a whole bunch of like cash on the shelf. They have zero capex requirements, so you don't have to like maintain equipment, and overall they're pretty low fixed expenses. You know, it's an operations-focused business, focused business, so not a sales business. So you are not doing cold calling. You're not going to networking events. You're not writing these like big proposals. You're spending the majority of your time and budget driving leads via SEO, so online leads, search engine optimization. And a lot of those leads could go directly to your team, or in some cases, the franchisor will run an appointment center who then we'll communicate with those customers. So someone fills out a web form to get a quote that goes to a franchise-led call center who then you know texts them or calls them, gets all their information, and then attempts to set an appointment so that your manager or you or whoever goes in person to then you know quote the job and get the work. I, th- I think that's a huge benefit for a lot of people. If you are not into sales or cold calling people and you just want you know, kind of your money to do the work. And then for you to really focus on operations, you know, this is a model that could fit that. It's semi-absentee in a lot of cases. Many franchise owners are able to run it um, only working 10 to 20 hours a week, as long as you have a really good management team in place to run all those day-to-day operations. And, you know, a lot of this is because it's a recurring revenue model, right? You don't have to go out and get new customers every single day. Like once you get them, as long as you do a good job, you, you keep them. And so... Uh, I think that's pretty big. I've talked to some franchisors. It's forty percent of their owners are, are semi-absentee, which is which is a great sign if that is what you want. However, there are benefits on both sides of this. Number one, so if you desire to be the semi-absentee and have that lifestyle and only work, you know, ten to twenty hours a week in this, you know, that that's great. It could fit exactly what you need in terms of getting additional income and having your own business. And if you are in an expansion mode, right, and you want to buy up other territories. There's usually some really good value add opportunities when buying a business from that semi absentee owner. So if you're semi absentee, things are going to fall through the cracks. You're not going to optimize it at the level as someone would that's who's all into it. So there's, that's the pro and the con. So if you get into this thing and you want to grow, like if 40% of the system semi absentee, that means 40%, you know, you could buy these things and probably see some pretty good growth if you're all in. So pro if you want to be it and pro if you want to expand. Um, some of the differences between the franchisors, you know, there's a ton of clean franchises out there. There's a handful of nationally recognized brands and each have their uniqueness. The biggest differentiator is around what I'm going to call like control. So there's some that want full control. They want like maids to be in uniform, to drive company 
uh, own branded vehicles. You must use specific products. You must have an office space with laundry hookups. The owner must be involved in the day-to-day operations. Like they, they kind of have this full control on what you need to do, what the thing needs to look like. And there's a reason for that, right? This is proven to them. You know, it's possible that having all that control, the uniforms and the cars and the products and all this stuff lead to a better job. You know, maybe more referrals, more professional appearance, more sales, right? More money. It's possible. Uh, there's others that are complete opposite the other spectrum that want no control. So there's no uniforms. They can drive personal vehicles. You know, there's a wide range of cleaning products. It is home-based. So not even, you know, you don't even have to have an office space. And the owner could be a fully remote operator traveling the world and setting this whole thing up remotely. So that's a big differentiator. So what spectrum of control? And there's many that fall kind of in between those two as well. That's technology. So technology can be a huge differentiator in terms of the software that they use in order to, you know, find clients, to retain clients, the whole call center, contact center thing. You know, there's one brand that even surveys customers after each clean and will um, dynamically pay the cleaners based on the performance. So based on the survey results, the better score they get, the higher you know, pay, you know, each one gets made. So I think that's pretty interesting. And the, the final differentiator between the brands is, is honestly territory availability. You know, there are some that are totally sold out in the major markets. So if you live in one of those markets, you know, you, you might not be able to get into the number one most popular brand, but like the number two might be available. It has a lot of the uh, attributes that you're looking for. And so, you know, all those are kind of a factor when it goes into it. So how much money can you make? Uh, franchisors disclose as much or as little information as they want in what's called item 19 of the FDD. And I've talked about this a little here on the podcast. In terms of sales, there's a wide range of performance. Um, you know, Some of them count it as per territory. There's other that say per franchisee, which could include multiple territories. Um, but in some brands, they average around $600,000 a year in sales. There's others that average over a million dollars, you know, in sales. You know, I've seen some that, you know, they own a whole bunch of territories and they're doing four or five million dollars a year in, in sales. So it, there's a wide range of performance. So just for the sake of kind of modeling this out, let's say this thing could do about $800,000 in annual sales. And let's say that's a territory or maybe, maybe two, depending. Uh, gross margins, pretty much across all brands, it's right around 50%, which is kind of your sales minus your direct labor costs and cleaning material. So you have $400,000 in sales, you're gonna have 400, I mean, you're gonna have $800,000 in sales, you're gonna have $400,000 of payroll to the cleaners and you know cleaning supplies or Windex and you know whatever. Uh, that leaves you $400,000 of gross profit left to pay all your operating expenses. So in the operating bucket, we've got, you know, royalty and advertising that we're going to pay to the franchisor and then, you know, all the SEO to drive leads. It, 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 that runs about 12 to 13%. You know, if you have a manager in place who's kind of running all the day-to-day and scheduling the cleaners and dealing with the customers and stuff, uh, you're going to have that salary, which could be, you know, 60, 70 grand-ish. You're going to have credit card fees. You're going to have rent if you have to have that office space. You're definitely going to have workers' comp and liability insurance. You're going to have bookkeeping, possibly some vehicle expenses. Definitely going to have software and kind of other miscellaneous costs. So assuming you'd have a full-time manager who's running the business, I would target around a 15% net margin uh, that would cash flow about $120,000 a year you know, on that $800,000 in sales before any debt service. So is that good or bad? Well, it's not a bad return given the low investment. If you only have to put you know, 80 grand 
or 90 grand to get this thing started. And, you know, you can make all that back within a short, you know, relatively short amount of time. That's not terrible. And also, it really depends on how much time you're putting into this, right? If you're able to spend 10 to 20 hours a week, uh, once everything's up and going and you got the manager in place and you're just growing and growing and growing. And after, you know, you're not going to do 800 grand your first year, but maybe by your third year or so, and you're now, on, you know, not working that many hours. And, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good return on your rate. And then from there, it's really up to you, right? You could be satisfied with the cash flow. Or you could look to expand and you buy more territory. You double it up to 240 grand a year, right? You buy a third or a fourth and like you could build it into a pretty big business. Some of the challenges I see, there's three big ones. Number one's people, right? This is a people business. So you have to be skilled at hiring and retaining great employees. This is by far the biggest challenge in this business. So you have to be good at creating a culture that people want to be a part of, one that acknowledges and rewards hard work. And it, because if the people are only in it for the money, you know, you're going to lose them to a competitor offering, you know, 50 cents or dollar or whatever more an hour. So there's got to be something more than that. Number two is the competition. The house cleaning business is highly fragmented and very saturated. So marketing is the name of the game. So you got to be at the top of your local search results. You need to have a great reputation to lead to referrals. You know, that is the big thing. So if you're looking at, you know, Maui made or made pro or made this or whatever the made is like, I would find out what are some of their top, you know, producing markets are. And it might not be in your area, right? Cause it might be new to your market, but go to the, go to the markets that they do really well in and, and Google it and see, Hey, do they pop up in a whole bunch of spots around the country? If they do, that means they got a pretty good plan, right? There's some due diligence. You're definitely going to want to do to confirm everything that they're telling you. Um, but competition's big, but like I said, it's highly fragmented. There's a lot of independence. You know, you, if you can win at the marketing game and you have good ex- execution on the operations, um, you know, it's definitely market share to be had. And then finally, number three, scalability. You know, due to the people centric focus of this business, I don't see it as one that you can scale across the country. That doesn't mean you couldn't dominate your local market. You can make a great living. Totally possible, but it's not the type of business that you can grow to $50 million a year or whatever and get some big PE exit. So it really comes down to your goals. Are you looking for a business that's relatively low cost to start, low cost to operate, is recurring? You know, you can kind of, you know, help build it. You help get it off the ground. And then you eventually kind of turn into autopilot and it becomes hopefully, you know, not this full-time high intensity business that you can make a pretty good living at. If you're, if that's what you're looking for, then it could be a great fit. If you're somebody who wants to like, grow this thing across the country, raise money, build like this this huge brand, exit to a big private equity company, like probably not probably not a good fit. So it really depends on what you're looking for. This could fit a lot of people. There's a lot of people I talk to you know, doing franchise consulting where I help them match brands. And this is a great fit for a lot of people, but for other people, that doesn't fit at all. So a lot of it's up to you. And there's no perfect answer. There's no magic bullet when it comes to franchising. It's all about finding the right franchise that matches your skill set. And that's all I got for today. And if you want to join my free community, go to brianbeers.com slash community to sign up and join. We got a free Facebook group. We do calls, um, interviewing successful franchisees and talking about a, you know, a bunch of different things related to growing the business. So I'll see you next week. Cheers. That's all we got for this episode with the Business with Beers podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is to rate the show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. 
Also make sure to link up with me on your preferred social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find all my links at brianbeers.com. Please just share the podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember to take the actions others won't to live the life that others don't. 